dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series. You're listening to Podcast Winterfell. Welcome back to Podcast Winterfell. My name is Axel and I've got a very special program for you today. Uh, We've reached the end of Season 7 of Game of Thrones, and it's been quite a season. Um, I want to start off by just thanking everyone who has downloaded and listened to the podcast this season. We set an ambitious schedule, which we're still completing, a minimum of three podcasts a week, and we've averaged five. And we're... There'd be no point in doing this if people weren't listening and people weren't enjoying it and giving us feedback. And this community, though, we can be rambunctious and have disagreements. I think, you know, we're all here for the same reason, and that's to enjoy this story. And um, as our good friend Derek Barris reminds us in many of his great pieces in Think uh, BigThink.com, check it out. Um these stories are really meaningful for us and they don't only frame our imaginary lives. They frame our real lives. These myths, these mythologies that we create, they are our stories. And as uh, Damon Lindelof so deftly wrote in the leftovers, really our lives are just stories. We tell ourselves to feel normal and to feel loved and to feel a part of something. And that feeling is really what drives us all to be a part of this. And it got me thinking um, how this all started. How did podcast Winterfell start? Um, How did we all start talking about Game of Thrones? So uh, I went back into the archives and um, I went to talk shoe, baby. You can too. Went to the film list. And there I found some of the original times, me, Axel, Heath, who would later become Heath Snowlow, later be dubbed the Bastard Podcaster, um, Matt Murdock, the creator of Podcast Winterfell, and Donald Jr., all four of us, um... When did we start talking about Game of Thrones? And I found it. I found it in the film list. And um, I'm going to give you some dates and I'm going to intro the clips here. I'm going to play them for you right on the podcast. Now, I have not forgotten that podcast Winterfell also includes DJ Tim Hines, Tracy, and Mike. So I'm going to come back with a second episode later in the off season. Um, that clues you into some of the first times that those three discussed Game of Thrones on a podcast. Um, But I'm starting at the beginning here now. Not that anyone is worth more than the other. We're all valued members. Um, So let's see. This is fun. Okay. The black. Oh, here. What's up, buddy? What do I have to try? I, I'm keeping in this. My I, son interrupted me. I'm keeping I it in. Come here. It, I keep mixing it, and I taste it, and it's so yummy. So you want me to taste a popsicle that you ate, spit back in, let it dissolve in your mouth, spit back into a bowl, mixed around, ate again, spit back in, and mixed around again? Yeah, and then I ate. Now keep, 
keep doing it and you're gonna like it. Yeah, you know what, pal? I don't think I'm gonna eat this, though. No, look. Try this, buddy. Okay, I'll try it. Here. Let me try it. Let me try it. Okay, it tastes like it was in your mouth and you spit it out. Here you go. I'm going to finish doing my podcast, pal. I love you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks, pal. Close the door. Thanks, buddy. All right. I'm keeping that in there. This is a cash pod. This is a fun one. And that is a kind of a throwback because we were talking on our phones on TalkShoe. Uh, you, like you do the, if you know our call-in. Uh, it's a kind of an antiquated system. Actually, TalkShoe looks exactly the same <laughs> as it did uh, eight or ten years ago. Um, we're just talking on our phones. And uh, after Lost was um, over, Heath did the film list. Oh, wait, let me go back. I got thrown by the kid. All right, so I'll speed this up. Basically, we all started podcasting about Lost. I started Lost Mythos on April 27th, 2008. Heath then started Lost Revisited Now on July 2nd, 2008, and Donald started Donald is Lost on August 14th, 2008. So we were all Lost podcasters. Heath wrote me an email. I talked about Donald on the Lost Mythos and said how much I loved his show. So then we started talking and all three of us started doing shows together. Um, about a year later, a little less than a year later, uh, actually on May 7th, 2009, Matt started a show called Keys to Lost, and that was with uh, Leslie. And he did a show where he talked about the podcast that he was listening to. And I believe that he mentioned... The Lost Revisited Now, and Heath heard that, and they started talking. At least that's what Heath tells me. So now you have all of us talk shoe clowns calling in on a telephone, bad quality, so get ready for it, but you can still hear us talking about Lost. And it for us, it formed the basis of uh, a relationship, a partnership, a community that stretches now into podcast Winterfell. So I just wanted to give a little bit of a background on that. What I'm going to be playing for you is um, some snippets of when Heath and I, first off, we have Heath and I first talking about Game of Thrones, the first time on the film list, which again was a podcast that Heath started to keep the community going. It's a variety show. And if you're interested in Lost Mythos, Keys to Lost, Donald is Lost, Lost Revisited Now. These are all still on iTunes. You can get direct links on dvrpodcast.com to uh, Lost Mythos and the film list. And also all of them are on TalkShoe. All the files are still up there if you want to listen to them. All I did is go and download them. Um, but this was pretty fun. Because you can hear us talking about Game of Thrones in a way we're total noobs. We don't know anybody's name. And as the podcast progresses, our ideas progress as well. And it was just, it was a lot of fun for me to go back. And I think that, hey, maybe half of you have already tuned out who gives a shit. You know, this isn't about what happened on the last episode. That's cool. But I know that there are those of you who may have even been listening 
to these podcasts and remember. Um, but for those of you who haven't, uh, you can hear kind of the evolution. Um, so the next time you get mad at someone uh, because they don't know how to spell Daenerys on Twitter, uh, just remember that we all start somewhere. <laughs> um, but it was it's fun. It's really it was a lot of fun uh, to go back. So enjoy this first clip, which again is Heath and I on the film list. It was on April twenty eighth, two thousand eleven. Game of Thrones premiered on April nineteenth, two thousand eleven. So the, uh, this was about, what, 11 days after the premiere of the show. I think we're talking about the first two episodes, uh, two or three episodes. Um, and uh, it's a blast. And then I'll be back on the other side to introduce the next clip. So enjoy. Yeah. Down in the treme, people don't ever say. Down in the chimney with people hanging, hanging, Axel and Donna, suddenly having fun. All right. In the last show that I have, and then you may have some things or whatever, Game of Thrones. Have you watched Game of Thrones? Yes, I have definitely watched it. And what is your take on the first two episodes of Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, I really like it, dude. I think it's pretty awesome. I'm I'm very excited by it. On board? No, I'm not bored at all. I get. I, no, I said on board, on board, like yes. on board with the show. Yes, I'm on board. You know, I'm not. I'll say it again. I'm not a huge fantasy type person. Like you know, I don't usually go to like renaissance fairs and dress up with <laughs> their outfits. Why not? Son of a I, bitch. Uh, I've been to the renaissance fair with my friends who are dressed up in leather outfits, but I'm just not into it. But I love Lord of the Rings and I love the way they're doing this because it's smart. The characters are great. The acting is great. I like the short scene structure. Um, and I like the fact that they seem to be building it slowly but surely. Uh, uh-huh. I like it, and it's not too—it's not too magical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a little bit of the magic thrown in there, but it's not, you know, too magically delicious. You know? <laughs> it's magically delicious. What do you do? Lucky Charms? Uh, well, <laughs> it's not romantic is what I'm trying to say. I, I like it. It seems more harsh. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I've actually have enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm into it. Even though, oh, shoot. Even though I, some of the actors I don't know, and sometimes it takes me a while to warm up. I mean, I love Sean Bean. And, Sarah Connor Chronicles Lena Headley didn't even recognize her if she was in the wasn't in the credits I wouldn't have known that was her but she's blonde in this show but uh I I'm 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 kind of digging it and I'm really into these the walkers or whatever these people these weird things are in the forest that you saw in like the first scene of the pilot yeah 
Yeah, that 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 really intrigues me. I like having a little bit of that, but there is a power struggle, and there's things happening that I really like, and this connection with this kid and these wolves or whatever. Like I don't know, there's some interesting uh, elements to it, but uh, I really like Sean Bean. I'm glad he's had. This is like he's like the lead, and he's like going to be a hero. It looks like, and he's going to be like. I, I'm happy that he's not playing like a bad guy, if you will. You know, he's kind of like the guy we, you root for. And so I'm digging that a lot. Uh, yes, Solo, I have to agree with you. One of the things that I also enjoy about the show is just what you were talking about, the, that the, the, like, the little bits of weirdness in it, how they're not pushing it. Yes, yes, you know exactly. Saying? Like, So if I had to count, because I was doing this when I was talking to my wife because she started watching it and she likes it. And I was like, really, there's only like three magical or like, you know, I don't know, fantasy elements to the show. The first is the weird guys, like with the the walkers or whatever they're called, the first things we see. That's Uh weird. Okay. The dragon eggs. Yeah, there's something going on with those dragon eggs. Yeah. Those are weird. Okay, those are magical. And the connection, exactly what you mentioned, the connection between the wolves and how they talk about the wolves being like these special creatures Mm -hmm. um, and the connection between their owners or or their their, uh, kids, the wolves, and how fast they grew too. Sure. So that's the only three weird things, which makes me really like it because I'm yeah, because it's not overdone. My... Yeah, it's very intricate in how they're plotting it along, which you may not pick it up right away until you think about it. Yeah, so I'm, it makes me wonder. Now I haven't read the books, and I know that a lot of people are big fans of the book. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there were books. Yeah. There are, uh, there's a whole series, which is not done yet. There's still, like, two books yet to be written, which is an oh. interesting thing that it's not done yet, you know. Um, yeah. I think the name of the writer is George R.R. R. Martin. I think that's What is this, J.R.R.R. Tolkien, George R.R.R.R. Martin? I'm going to call my I'm going to Heath R.R.R. Solo. There you go, buddy. Um... But I like that because I'm starting to think to myself, are there dragons? Are, are, are there, like, I'm not even sure, like, is this really the future? Oh. And you know what oh, I mean? Like, that, would, that would be awesome if, like, we've gone through another ice age or dark ages and this is it coming back. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would, like, actually, that would be kind of cool, actually. Is beyond that wall. Um, the reason why that wall is there is it, and it seems like one thing I heard about it is like, there's something up with like the seasons, like, like winter lasts for like a hundred years and then summer, it'll be summer for a hundred years, like a whole lifetime. Oh, one person season. And I think that's why it's like snowing on the other side of the wall but not on their side of the wall. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about, like, this. Is it that, like, 
could it be that much of a, like, we just assume it's, you know, 200 BC or whatever, or whatever, AD or whatever. Is it, is that possibly a big thing or that it's just totally a different time? And is that what know. you're getting at? Oh, you don't know. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I have no idea. That's what I was that thinking. That would be like, awesome if it knows? was totally. Because we're so used to, oh, okay, this is like Rome. It's in this time, blah, blah, blah. But could this be like one of these shows where you get the wool, not the wool pull over your eyes, but just like the freaking chair from under your seat? Like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. Maybe that on the other side of the wall, there was a nuclear holocaust or something like that, and that's why those See, people look like that. And Jericho, yeah. Kansas. <laughs> oh, wait. But who knows, dude? Either way, I like the show. I'm definitely going to stick with it. I think that it's really cool. I like the acting, the direction. Uh, it does look like it probably costs a lot of money, but, you know, yeah, that's okay. It's HBO. They make, they make ducats, yeah. That's right. Uh, inter- now I'm really now I'm going to pay close attention to this stuff. Now I'm like really intrigued. Like if someone busts out a cell phone or something, I'll be like, "What?" <laughs> or an Uzi. Yeah, right. Which is like kind of like a a bit of like a gunslinger angle, you know? Like mm-hmm. who knows if it's something like that? Even like if there's other universes or. Or maybe, I have no idea. Maybe it's down in the treme where people are Down in the treme. All right, he's solo. Love it, baby. Um, all right, that was a great, fun clip. So that was the first time that Heath and I ever talked about Game of Thrones. It was the first time I think any of us ever talked about Game of Thrones on a podcast. Now, this is then followed up by a couple of months later on June... 13th, let me check that, Uh, no, I'm sorry, June, yeah, June 13th, um, we did a podcast with Heath, myself, and Matt, and this was the first time we had Matt talking about Game of Thrones on a podcast, which is super fun, and this was about the ninth penultimate episode of that season, directed by Alan Taylor, written by Dan and Dave, Baylor. Uh, which you'll hear us make fun of the name, because back then we had no idea what any of this stuff meant. None of us had read the books. That premiered actually on June 12th. So this is coming, I think it may have been later that night that we recorded this. Uh, And that's why, let's see, they have the time date. It was, uh, no, no, so it was the next day yeah at three o'clock in the afternoon we recorded this um so it's pretty fun uh this is us talking about ned getting his head cut off (laughs) this is the infamous emergency podcast there's a bunch more i edited these down but this is most of the game of thrones talk because back then like i said the film list was a more of a variety show Um, So we talked about a couple of different, I think at the end of this, we might start talking about the killing or something. Um, But so enjoy. This is Axel, Heath, and Matt for the first time ever, the three of us talking about Game of Thrones. (laughs) 
Recorded live. The film list in association with Podtourage. Hello, everyone. A special emergency podcast about the penultimate episode of season one of Game of Thrones. There will be spoilers about Game of Thrones, so if you have not seen Game of Thrones, you need to just listen anyway. Or hang up and not listen and shut your iPod off. All right. I am Heath Solo, and on this special exclusive Filmless podcast and Podtourage podcast, it'll be on both feeds, we got two guests. Well, one is the host, Mr. Axel Foley. Hello, Axel. Hey, what's up, Heath? Thanks for having me on Podtourage Filmless. <laughs> the first ever. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here, and uh, what a shocking episode, and there was, uh, I mean, I think we were trending on Twitter, Podtourage, Game of Thrones podcast, so uh, you decided to uh, throw this together, and I am uh, more than welcome to be here. Awesome. And we have, of course, from US Who Cast, and like a permanent member of the film list, and now Podtourage, Mr. Matt Murdock. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this episode, dude. Oh, wow. Wow. I am just, as you guys know, you guys watched it. I was working, and a buddy of mine said to me, he goes, leave work now, go watch Game of Thrones. So I was already, like, shaking in my boots. So I got home late last night. I uh, started watching Game of Thrones, and then I realized I had to do some things on the computer, so... I um watched, I was watching the end of the NBA game as the Mavericks defeated the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, and then I sat down and I finished Game of Thrones and wow, wow. So again, spoilers for Game of Thrones coming up. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, uh, there is spoilers. All right, Axel, kick us off. Game of Thrones. I guess there, well everyone's going to be talking about the ending, so let's get to it. Joffrey was in front with his, he's the new king, he's in front of the city, and they bring out Ned Stark as his daughter requested mercy for Ned Stark. And they're saying he's a traitor, he's committed treason, and they're basically going to send him to exile and to live out his years, but that smug son of a bitch of a king, Joffrey, decided to say, I run his head or whatever he said. And Ned Stark's head was chopped off, which Sean Bean, the actor, is the top billing. If you have, I didn't read the books. I did not expect that Ned Stark would be killed. And we'd have no more Sean Bean, a.k.a. Ned Stark, Tony Stark, whatever, in this. Game of Thrones penultimate episode before the season one finale. Axel, please, I need your thoughts. Uh, yes, Heath. So, yeah, I was really shocked, man. Um, I mean, I I haven't read the books, and I've got to just give, you know, we complained a lot about spoilers during Lost. All of us, at some point or another, mm-hmm. complained about a spoiler. And I just have to thank everyone on Twitter, Facebook, blogs, the interwebs, and people I may know for not spoiling me on this. I mean, 
you'd think that they'd at least say that he wasn't going to appear in all the episodes, like when his contract was signed. But they hid this so well. And I think because everything is so out there in their books and they've said they're going to stay pretty true to them, people have been really respectful. And I was shocked, dude. Like, I rewound it a couple times to see if, like, you could see his head. I was having, like, a lost moment, you know. Maybe the sword moves forward and he ducks. Um, And my wife was like, no, I think that's what happened. And then she got on the Internet after And within like an hour, there was a review and it even said, you know, spoiler alert, he's really dead. And I was just shocked, man, what balls it takes to do that. And I was really like, man, I haven't been like so, so taken aback by a character development since, you know, crazy stuff would happen and lost. I was utterly shocked. Matt. How yeah. shocked were you? To- totally agreed, Axel. I mean, I was just, I, the last thing that I saw coming, I thought, oh, wow, they're going to have this whole development with Sean Bean having to come back from dishonoring himself with this speech and everything, and then wham, it was over. I was just like, and I haven't read the books either. So, you know, all of this stuff is a surprise for me, and I didn't catch wind of it either on the Internet or anything. Had no idea it was coming. Uh, just rewatched the episode just a little while ago, and still just amazing it's funny that hbo shows tend to do this with this kind of shocker if you remember treme from last season one of their marquee actors uh was gone uh fairly not quickly but mid mid to late first season that you just didn't expect to go um i don't know if they do that for budgetary reasons or whatever you know they signed a big name for but yeah matt they um it's funny because the difference is with that and again a tiny spoiler for Treme, but not a huge deal. The actor who died in the first season wasn't billed as a regular. He was billed after like a guest star. So that's Uh why I had figured that 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 actor would eventually, unfortunately, but with with, uh, Game of Thrones, he's the first billing in like the the regulars because all the guest stars and day players come at after the episode is how they do it um, on a lot of these cable uh, stations where in like Lawn or SVU or whatever, they'll show guest stars after the teaser and the theme. Then they come in with the credits and that's network TV's way of doing it. So that's what I hate when you go, oh, this guy's in the episode. He's probably the killer. You know, at least here it's like you don't know who the guest stars are till the end. Again, another reason why HBO and cable does it so well. So, like, Sean Bean is the first, you know, on the credits of the regular cast. So that's what makes it even crazier. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to see if he gets a credit for, for, the, for the finale or not, just because, you know, he was mm-hmm. the marquee guy. But, uh, or maybe they'll have a flashback or something. But nonetheless... Wow. I, I, I was just totally shocked. And, and that scene was so poetic. You know, throughout this whole episode, you get a lot of blood, you get a lot of guts. And then this, the way the camera never goes there, is, was so poetic, so beautiful. Yeah, and I, I love that, Matt, because um, when it happened, uh, you know, I posted on, like, Twitter or Facebook or something. I was like, Game of Thrones, all I can say is WTF. Why the face? That's what that means. <laughs> and uh, my, 
my workmate, uh, Monica, who uh, runs our uh, Durham Community Media in Durham, North Carolina, Channel 18, hey, Time Warner, um, she said, yeah, you know, he didn't get his life or his honor. And I think when I started to think about that, I was like, that's very poetic that they didn't show it. Not only did they show so much blood in the show and it works in the way you described, but he doesn't even, he gave up and he doesn't even get the honor of us seeing him die. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Monica. You hit it the nail on the head. Yep. So and what's amazing. That... Oh, go ahead, buddy. Oh, okay. Uh, what, what's amazing too is like, he sees his daughter. At least he got to see that his daughter was safe, the youngest daughter. But he knew he was going to die, I think, because he whispered something to that one guy. And I don't know if it was just protect her or don't let her see. I don't know. I I wonder if he knew. I wasn't sure if he was shocked when, this, when, when Joffrey was, like, off with his head or whatever. But I just felt that he kind of knew something was going to happen. But then uh, – that could be he he could just be protecting his daughter, but I thought she was gonna run up and frickin' kill Joffrey. I really thought that's what the thing, what was gonna happen. So I was totally shocked when he got when Ned got killed. When he got I, thought chopped she, up. I thought she was gonna kill the guy who was trying to kill Ned and then they were gonna kill her. Oh, okay. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah. I, I, I kind of got the impression that that uh, Ned was really trying to just keep keep uh, what's her name Aya, well his youngest daughter safe, but yeah. man, still, gosh, that that just you get that shot of just the expression of his face and how he kind of puts his and then the shot of his neck, <laughs> it was just all just so beautifully shot and just. Shocking and and amazing. Yep, yeah, it was cool. So the thing the thing that I was kind of like hit with was okay, you know, my whole and this is the reason why I think this show is so awesome is it just keeps on moving. There's so much action. It doesn't like it's like you said, Matt, where you thought like oh it's going to have to go. It's like every time you think that oh it's going to be a few episodes until he gets his honor back, or, oh, it's going to be like next year they'll start fighting. It's like everything happens in the next scene. Like they set it up and then they just do it. They don't wait around in these conventional ways, and they can do that because they have the strength of the narrative of the book. So they know what's coming up next. So these things that seem huge, you look back and a lot of them just led us to this current road that we're on so to me I was kind of like oh man you know damn I really thought that you know Drago who's now also what the hell's going on with him I thought he was going to cross the sea and have to kind of team up with um, uh, Ned Sean Bean's uh, yep. song yep. and now I'm like what's going to happen Who like who am I rooting for and then I was kind of thinking for a few minutes, I was like, you know what? Who is my favorite character on this show? Like, who do I, who am I rooting for? Who do I think should be king? And for me, it is um, Jon Snow, his bastard son. 
That's yeah, the guy for me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I actually was really the Khaleesi and Drago or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I started rooting for them, and I honestly thought, too, that they were going to team up with the Starks and they were going to beat the Lannisters and whoever. You know, that's who I, that's who I thought was they were going to go on the, you know, the uh, wooden horses and get over there. But, but, yeah, with him, with the witch now and with, that that one guy who killed that one uh, crazy uh, what what are they called? What's Drago and all them? What are they called again? Uh, What's their tribe name or whatever? I, I see. Yeah, yeah, we haven't podcasted about the show, so I, I don't know all the names and stuff. But anyway, so yeah, I I just I what's what's going on? Did you like when they cut the horse and the horse blood and then all of a sudden is that him screaming? I think you hear him screaming and then she's about to have a baby, the baby's coming and then they're walking into the tent and I know the witch said don't while this is going on no one should walk in the tent. So what's going what's going on and what about this dragon's blood thing? Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. It is, man. It's it's crazy, and I don't. That's what makes the show so cool. So, how about you guys? Who who do you he, who do you who are you kind of rooting for? Do you are you with me with Jon Snow or? Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Um, he with all the stuff guarding the wall. I just grown to really like his character, and then like last episode when he killed the White Walker. I just I just like what he's about. To be honest, I mean, I liked Ned Stark, but I kind of was like, I mean, it's Sean Bean. I am, I, I was yet to like separate the two. I'm still like, I love Sean Bean in anything, so I, I always will root for him. But I was going, I like for the for King, the bastard son. I really like, and of course, Drago was the guy who's playing Conan, uh, Conan, the, yeah, Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, he was my other, my favorite. Actually, I'm really rooting for those that guy, and I really like I, I really like him. But yeah, uh, the bastard son. He's he's my new favorite. He's I don't know. I love his storyline, and the actor's doing such an awesome job. He's gonna have a nice freaking career now that he's getting exposure with Game of Thrones. So kudos to him, Matt. Your favorite. Yeah. Uh, I would agree that Jet uh, Jon Snow, the guy on the wall, is. Uh, probably the the most uh rootable guy for but i gotta admit the last two episodes rob stark has really come up for me uh the way he's he's handling the situation with uh, you know trying to wage war for on behalf of his father uh really good speech at the towards the end of this episode too about uh you know even though they have uh the lannister they they you know he he knows that there's still much to be done yeah yeah, and, and I mean, he sent, you know, it's funny, last week, you know, I watched the the previews, and, and, and in the previews, he said, I sent 2,000 people to die, so I'm like, oh, man, so it's going to be rough, but then I had no idea that that was all sending 2,000 so- soldiers, and they thought, the Lannisters thought 20,000 were coming, and then, of course, they captured Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister, right? The blonde Aquaman, you know that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. They captured him, which is that is awesome. Didn't see that coming. We didn't see that. Uh, so I don't know how did. Do you guys know how that happened? I mean, 
you have to rewatch it and to get the clues. But so they sent 2,000 men against that big, uh, the father Lannister army. But then they went and captured, they were, you know, shooting down crows. So a lot of the messages were, because that's how they send messages, I guess, through crows. It's kind of like, you know, email nowadays. Um, but uh, so where was uh, Jamie Lannister's army? Because I know they split the armies up, the Lannisters. Like, they, you don't even see them capturing him. All of a sudden, the mother's waiting there, and then they come out, and you're like, okay, all right, I'm counting. I'm like, oh, 10 made it out of the 2,000. Then all of a sudden, you see them with Jamie Lannister. Axel? Uh, yeah, no, I think that that's the point, dude. That's what I love about the show is that they don't go on this, like, you know, you don't have to see, like, a whole episode of them going through the forest and what they learn on their journey to get the guy who they already know is a total jerk and is a murderer. They just mm-hmm. go do it. So it was just, I mean, the explanation plot-wise is it was a diversion. Yeah. They diverted. They made them think that they were going to into their full attack, and they sent their best men specifically to get Jamie, so they they like they tipped the balance. They thought the Lannisters thought that they were at an advantage, and they were overall. But for the important piece, like you know, the night, they were overpowered. So mm-hmm. they won the overall, you know, that battle of the day. But really, they lost a pivotal point of the whole war because they were able to capture the night. So it was just like a bit of strategy, sacrificing their pawns. You know, it's like chess. Like, that's why I think it's cool. Game of Thrones, baby! It's a game! <laughs> yeah, it was game. a classic, uh, it was a classic feigned maneuver, you know, that you've seen generals all throughout history use. And uh, it, it was, I guess, kind of implied, you know, they talked about the splitting of the camps in the previous episode. You know, they never described what their plan was, which was cool. You didn't have to have it. You got the result of you figure out what their plan was just by seeing the result. So that, like you said, Axel, it's great that they don't waste time with that. They just show you, you know, uh, it, it's real easy to put together, you know, in, in, in retrospect, but uh, you don't have to waste the time going through it. Fantastic. I just, oh, Axel Foley returns once again, like Jamie Lannister. Go ahead, Axel. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I got a, I got cut off there, um, modern technology and all. Uh, yeah, no, it was just, I'll, I'll agree with the last thing I heard Matt say, which is just the strategy. And, I mean, I just think it's great writing, man. And this, this show is awesome. I love this show. Uh, I'm really intrigued by the depth. You know, I heard before it came out, one of the reasons why I really wanted to watch it, because I said in an earlier show that I'm not really into fantasy stuff too much. Like, I love Lord of the Rings. I played D&D when I was growing up. But I've never really been that into fantasy. I'm more of a sci-fi guy. Um, but the layers is what attracted me. Like, people were writing, look, you'll, be, you'll watch the first ten minutes, and you'll be like, oh, I got this show figured out. Then by the end of the, that episode and the next episode, you'll realize how deep it goes. And that's what's so cool about it. Because, like... What the hell is going on? And to just to throw a thought in earlier, you were saying like who was yelling? Was it was it Drago or 
I think that that was like we may see now like the appearance of this magic. It sounded to me like it was some otherworldly being or something, like it wasn't even coming from him, like it was some, you know, some spirit or something like that that was the witch lady really was bringing in like some other force. Maybe the spirit of Ned Stark goes in him. (laughs) Yeah, dude! He said... Yeah. You know, I kind of, I kind of, a couple of those, a couple of those yells so much sounded like almost like the horse scream and and his voice mixed together, almost yeah. like the yeah, like Axel said, like the magic was uh, working and it's stuff there. But I thought that you know what I said that to my wife. He's so Pataraj mind thinks alike. That's um, right. I, I turned to my wife and I said, you know, it's kind of weird that Ned dies and that guy is on the verge of death but coming back to life and the baby's being born. Are we going to see some sort of, like, mystic soup of this baby and the guy being reborn somehow with with Ned's ideas and maybe that'll bring these people together? You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I I, I think it's inevitable that the Khaleesi and then because what's going to go on with her because basically the uh, do you know the name of the the guy the the white man who's been protecting her no okay I, whatever his name is he's like the older guy who put on the armor um like uh, he's he his characters even he's kind of like uh I kind of look at him like a Lando Calrissian type character kind of I don't know maybe not Lando Calrissian I don't know just that guy that you know, is kind of just there to protect, but, it, you know, is knowledgeable. I guess, I mean, Lando's probably maybe the wrong uh, analogy, but I, I'll come up with something eventually. But, like, I, like she, he's like, you know, we have, we have to leave now because once he dies, you know, because she's not one of them, but, they, you know, there's a lot of dissension among them um, in the Drago clan, so it'll be interesting. But she stood by him. And that that that's a key thing. The fact that she stayed, I know, is a big thing. Uh, but uh, man, wow! I mean, this show just really—it's the one sh- one of the shows that I I'm, I was so looking forward to seeing, and then it's going to be over, and I'm going to have to wait another year. I'm sure it's just oh, come on! It's like I've uh, oh, just so into this show, and you know, it, it, I'm really just like can't wait to see the finale now. <laughs> I know. It, 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 I wonder, you know, when it comes to that kind of head in the penultimate, you, you can only wonder what, where it's going to go in the finale. I know, right? Jeez. Wow. Well, I mean, it was a great episode, and it really had me fired up, and it, it just was so exciting. And it's just, like you said, Axel, the fact that they have the books is probably what's going to keep this awesome. And I'm actually... I'm glad I haven't read the books because I'm really enjoying the visual aspect of watching it because it's so damn good. And, I, you know, at first, when I first started watching Game of Thrones, the first couple of episodes, I'm like, okay, great, you cancel Rome. It's like the same thing, but yet now it's like another. But no, it totally, it, it's his own show. I mean, I loved Rome and it was great, but this is just a whole new level. And, I mean, even the stuff with the White Walkers and winter is coming. What's going on? Winter is coming. We still don't know. 
Is winter last for 10 years? I mean, what, what's going on in north and south? So there's a lot of elements. Like you said, Axel, a lot of layers in this uh, show that there's so much stuff to, to hit upon. And, you know, maybe they'll, next season they'll bring in new characters, I'm sure, because it's a bit, you know, we'll probably get someone else big. But I like the fact, like, they killed off a main character. As much as I really wanted to see Ned Stark continue, now the Suns really have to step it up. Yeah. I, yep. I think uh, I, I think for me, it, the whole thing about the the – the stuff going on on the wall is got to be that has to be the 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 larger arc of things. I mean, we're all invested in what's going on politically and and uh, war wise with these guys, but uh, I I don't know how many books there are. Or I'm assuming there's much more than one. Um, but I think there's you know, like six. Yeah. So so this whole winter coming thing is probably going to be the overall tying element throughout the whole series. Uh, as long as they can do it. And that'll be fascinating to see where it goes. I wanted to ask you guys something about that, because last week, were those zombies, basically they became that way because they were killed by the White Walkers? Is that what you guys got from that? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it goes, I mean, my original theory that I had discussed uh, before, and I mean, probably other people have thought this, is that they're in the future, and that those zombies are like radioactive, like generations upon generations of people who have been subject to like a post-nuclear winter. So maybe that's why the people come back alive, that like they somehow get like, you know, they're mutants. Ah. Okay. You're listening to the film list and Podtourage as Axel Foley's on speakerphone. Uh, yeah, it, the White Walkers. I mean, because that the first um, of the first episode, they they show us that 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 scene where you think like a couple of these guys are going to be main characters, and then they just kill them off. The White Walkers kill them off, and that was crazy because they were all like their bodies were split up, and they were like all dead, and then they came back to life, kind of deal. That was that that was a great episode, and we hadn't seen much of the White Walkers. They gave us that little tidbit at the beginning. Uh, teaser of the season of the series and then up until really last week i think is the last time we we saw a white walker and of course they talk about oh that's legend that's from years ago but yeah it's just very interesting so uh you guys have anything more you want to talk about game of thrones anything you want to bring up axel um no and i do i do apologize for my um my um Speakerphone. I'll, I'll get off speakerphone to. Uh... All right. So that was awesome. That's uh, Heath, myself, and Matt for the first time ever on a podcast talking about Game of Thrones. That was back in the day, baby. Love it. Love it. There's a lot of funny stuff there. I'm sure people uh, <laughs> will be laughing at us throughout, but uh, you could tell we were into it. We were really into it. Um, so then the next day, Solo was super excited, and I believe that Donald was supposed to be on that podcast with us because you could tell, you could tell from how excited we are, and we could tell too. This is becoming, this is going to be that show. I think even then we were questioning it, but we were feeling it. The quality was there. the 
the more we learned about the books, the more confidence it gave us that this was a great story. Um, so we were into it and we really, I think Heath, you know, really wanted Donald to talk, to talk about it. And, um, I always love listening to those guys. So this is June 14th at 1139 PM. This was recorded. So just, um, like what a day after, uh, two days after the finale aired, uh, not the finale, Baylor. Two days after Baylor aired, uh, we have this episode. So this is Donald and Heath, and this is where I'm going to um, uh, kind of leave it at the clips. This will be the last clip you'll hear. And again, throughout, apologize for the sound quality, but there's no way I can HD talk you. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. little shout-out back to the lost days. So, Game of Thrones, Donald, you are current, correct? I'm current? <laughs> yes. You have watched oh, all nine up, episodes. Yeah. Yes, caught up, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Current. <laughs> current is when you pay bills and you're current on your bill, like visas and stuff. But, yes. So, what are some of your initial reactions of the latest episode of Game of Thrones, episode nine? It's called, like... Barth or something. I forget what it's called. I can't pronounce it. It's like, begins with a B. No, Barth yeah, was on. Yeah, you can't was. do that on television. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what is, what do you, what's your initial thoughts? Um, well, if, if you follow me on Twitter, at Donald Jr., you know yes. that I'm, I, I was really pissed off at, at what happened. Do you want to build up to the end, or you want to just talk about the show in general? Or? You know what? Let's Why don't we do that? Let's build up to the end, because... The last podcast, we hit it hard with the end and kind of backtracked. So let's do the other way. Let's build up. Why don't you guide us, Donald, on your thoughts and kind of going through the episode? Now, this is one of those shows where I don't know hardly any names. Do you know their names by heart yet? I know some. And, and it's funny because last night, one of my good friends, Troy, big into Game of Thrones, and he was going through Wikipedia, and we kind of – before he got to spoilers, like, I said, stop, don't tell me. And he kept reading. He goes, oh, no, oh, yes, oh, no, oh, yes. I'm like, don't tell me. But uh, we kind of went through, and he kind of explained some names and about the lords. And so I started visualizing a little bit. But I'm not quite there, but I know some of the names. I doubt I can pronounce them right. But I, I'm, I'm kind of following. I think I'm going to do a rewatch, actually, tonight. I might start from episode one and kind of get ready for the finale but so I'll, I'll do my best to fill in names and we can call them whatever we want right. i oh, guess well, well one of the highlights of this particular episode was um fill in name here the dwarf guy yes and maybe uh in the chat i know the actors peter dinklage uh you know we have matt and uh, alan in the chat maybe they can help us as we go along with uh Names, but yeah, I'll call him. I'll call him Dinklage right now. That's fitting. Um, <laughs> I get what he's always been sort of a fake actor. Oh, we're losing you a little bit, Donald. Are you there? Yes, we have lost Donald, but we'll get him back on. 
just talk if you're there. So oh, he hung up. So Donald will come back. That's the thing about talk show and it being live and impromptu. Sometimes Donald probably passed Walmart, and sometimes they take away, you know, the, the, the signals and whatnot. So it's Tyron Lannister, Matt. So Tyrion or Tyron, Tyron, Tyron. Donald is back, folks, as soon as I can unmute him. Tyrion. Oh, Tyrion Lannister. Good job, Matt. As I'm trying to get Donald. There we go. Donald, are you back? Hello. Yes. I am back. Tyrion Lannister is Peter Dinklage's name. Ah, Tyrion. Oh, but anyway, what I was saying, uh, he's always been sort of this funny uh, kind of character going around making little wisecracks. But uh, I, when he played the drinking game today, I think they gave him a little depth, which I thought was very welcome. And he's probably, now with the, the offing of Sean Bean, uh, he's probably one of my favorite characters in the show right now. Actually, oh, really? Yeah. I was I was telling Matt earlier, I mean, uh, especially I was saying this on Twitter too, but as far as acting goes, I thought Sean Bean, he really kind of embodied that character and he made the writing better in that, in that point. He complimented the writing perfectly. Mm-hmm. And other than him, who's writing carrying him as far as captivating um, with their acting. Uh, you, as, as an actor, he's actor, do you see anyone on there who's really blowing you out, out of the water with their acting? Um, well, yeah, I mean, Sean Bean right away, um, as, is it Ned Stark or Ed Stark? I don't know. I've been calling Ned, <laughs> probably not even Ned. I know his name is really weird. It is Ned. We got it confirmed at Matt, US Who Cast, who is uh, in the chat. But, uh, yeah, Ned, he, he's just great. And that's why I was talking about immediately, because I like him as an actor, I'm already following him. Um, I actually, I really like, there's actually, I like a lot of people. I'm really, as I said earlier, I, I really, I'm really liking the bastard son snow a lot. He's kind of like, he's starting to become one of probably my favorite. I mean, I do love Drago. He's awesome. I mean, he just rants and raves and pounds his chest, but I like him. And actually I, I like the the uh, Khaleesi there, the girl there, the blonde girl. I do like her. I, I'm disappointed in uh, Sarah Connor, uh, Lena Headley. She's yeah, not she playing hasn't a really role. done much. She doesn't really hasn't really done much, and I was hoping she'd be like, like, like a I don't know. I'm go, I'm I'm kind of upset that she's doing the role she is because I wanted to root for her because I like her as an actress. So that uh, I'm kind of. But, yeah, Peter Dinklage actually is – he's really – because he even says it a few episodes ago, like because of his size and everything, he uses his education and his words in order to maybe get what he wants or whatever. And he's, he's just – he's outstanding. Uh, he was in a show, Threshold, with Carlo Gugino, a canceled show. It was like a sci-fi show uh, that got canceled after like five or six episodes, like five or six years ago. But he he's a great actor. But uh, I'm just worried that they're killing off my two favorite characters, uh, yeah. Ned, and then we don't know what will happen uh, with Drago. And, again, spoilers, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, 
we won't spoil. We may talk about a promo if Donald watched the promo at the end, but just just a heads up if you're not familiar with Game of Thrones and you're just listening to listen. So, um, I t- I'll tell you who I hate though. I hate that Joffrey. <laughs> That kid. Yeah, I, hate I call him Justin Bieber. I hate that song. <laughs> he is, oh god, he's terrible. But but he's playing the role perfectly. We we're supposed to hate him. Yeah. Um, but so he's just so can, annoying. You can give him credit for that, but I just don't yeah. like him. If I saw him on the street, I'd probably punch him. I just don't care. For him. <laughs> okay. Well, I got your back. So, we were talking Austin on Donald. Twitter. Um, I was talking to Molly Faraday on Twitter. And uh, who incidentally is married to Daniel Faraday? That's the thing on Twitter. But um, she was saying that she hopes that one of the girls actually slits his throat or something like that. Now, now, as far as this show goes, this HBO show. Mhm. Donald. Donald. Ah, uh, I apologize to the listeners. We're losing Donald. He must be. Down in the tramway where people are crazy. We're losing Donald again on the film list. You're listening to the film list live. Let's see if uh, if I unmute Donald again. No? Hello? Uh, hey, you're back. <laughs> Could you just not hear me? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no. When you started talking, it just we couldn't hear you. I could so. hear you fine singing. Okay. Maybe you're just in a bad area. But continue. <laughs> right, well, uh, you, heard? you heard you hated Joffrey and you think one of the girls is going to kill him, I think. Well, that's what that Molly was saying, that she wanted the girls to kill him. So um, I was saying that, well, this is an HBO show, so oh, yeah. we, we, don't need, we, don't, we definitely don't need to talk about whether it's appropriate for a child to kill someone or not. Let's just talk about what we want to see. Would you like to see either the youngest girl or maybe uh, let's see uh, Donald, I'm really you just faded out again. <sighs> Donald, maybe Hello? maybe you there? Yeah, we're really I keep losing you. You're you must be at Walmart. No, I'm I'm in my house. Okay. Yeah, we keep you keep going in and out. I did not hear uh what you just said, so if you could repeat that. <laughs> really funny Sorry. is everyone else can hear me but you, and I have to keep saying the same thing over and over. Well, no, well this is the recording, so, yeah, it's not. Uh, let's see in the chat. Yeah, they can't hear you either, so. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that would be funny. That would be funny, actually, if you just repeated yourself. <laughs> Hello? All right. So you said, yeah, we we got that underlined, the HBO show. We're not going to, you know, have discussions about whether it's wrong because everyone's young as is in this time. I mean, because if you look up their ages, like they're all like 13 and 12. And so yeah, we'll Sean put Dean that is aside. Like, Sean Dean is like 17. So, I mean. Yeah. It's like, what is this, the 90210 cast where they're all playing high school kids and they're really 40? But uh so you, your question is, is having the little girl kill him? Is that what you were asking? Yeah, would, or Would that be something you want to see? I thought that was going to happen, and I, w- I did want to see that. Yeah, me too. Yes. I'll be I honest. Want to no. Yeah, no, it's fiction. So I don't think 
we should be it should be wrong. I mean, you never want to see kids have to, but it's a different time. And she was defending. She I mean, she's learning how to fight. It happens. Um, if if a twelve year old can order the head of somebody, then you know I can for a little girl. Kill. But I I thought that's what she was gonna do. When before the guy stopped her, I thought she was gonna run up and 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 yeah. slice. I really thought, I was like, oh my god, this is what's gonna happen. This is where a cell phone could be used because they could call and say, "We have Jamie Lannister. If you kill him, <laughs> if you kill Ned, you know, we'll kill him right now." You know, we needed cell phones then. So rather than a raven waiting like six days for a raven, yeah, yeah six, <laughs> they were shooting down the raven, the crows and the ravens. It's like, oh man, I guess that's like a virus getting your email. <laughs> now here's a question: How do they yeah. train these ravens on where to go? Or is it just ignore that and just watch the story? Yeah, see, I don't know if that's something we're going to learn about or is that something you accept the time? Because that is pretty crazy. It's like, really? I mean, because then in a couple scenes later, they start talking. It's like, so, yeah, I got that got that letter. <laughs> Did you guys get the raven today? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, are they checking their mail? No ravens today. Damn. But, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I kind of just let that be. Um, but I was uh-huh. thinking the same thing, too. Like, okay. But I, the fact that they shot him down, I mean, I don't like to see birds hurt. but um, I don't but like to yeah. see animals hurt, and that's all yeah. I've seen in this show since I started watching it. Oh, I know. The wolf getting killed, and then, you know, the ho- like I saw your tweet about horsey die or whatever it said. <laughs> I forget what you said about the Yeah. Oh, uh, well, that's like some guy was talking about hunting the other day and killing deer. And I just like, I remember seeing some show where it, even though it didn't really die, a deer was shot and I felt so bad for, it. I mean, Bambi, I mean, to really, but like a real deer. I remember being so upset as a kid seeing this, you know, deer, oh, it just bothers me. But anyway, yeah, it's well, kind of, was- so, um, what about these connections, though, with these wolves and, and especially the kid, which we didn't see this episode, but uh, just these this weird connection. You had mentioned on Twitter, I guess maybe not supernatural, but the, was it the magical element is being introduced yeah. that you were getting excited about? Yeah, getting more into the mystical, especially this week with the witch doctor and everything mm-hmm. that was going on in the tent. I, I think that it, it's good to introduce that into, in slow you know, doses, and then I started build up to it, which is, is obviously what they're doing, because right from the start, I was thinking, well, this isn't anything mystical. You know, there were the walkers, but we didn't know much about them. And mm-hmm. then um, even last week, when the guy came back to life, what was that about? Oh, the, well, I'm, well, okay. I read up a little bit on what the white walkers are. They're like, well, they're, they're trapped in ice, and for a thousand years, they basically are like feeding through the ice and every thousand years they come to the surface. So I'm guessing the only way you can kill them is through fire. They got to be some special. Cause if you remember the first episode, they like could like separate their bodies to look dead and then they came yeah, back. They put them back together. Yeah. They put back together. So I remember that from the, from the first, you know, it's funny cause we hadn't seen one. I don't think oh. since the first episode, right? Yeah, because I, I, I forgot about him. I was until you just said that. Yeah. 
So it's pretty interesting how that one scene really stuck in our heads and just mentioning of the White Walkers, you're like, and and it's spelled differently. It's not like W-I-T-E. It's spelled differently. So it must, must have some significance. But, yeah, I, I, I do like that with the magical stuff to kind of slowly. That's why I think I was worried about this show because at first it was like, crap, is this, why, did, why did they just continue Rome? Why are they doing Game of Thrones? It's like the same thing. But then after a couple episodes, you realize, wow, this is getting good. This is different. And then the last three or four episodes has just been remarkable. Yes. And I, I love the surprises. Like, you, you could watch this show, and you're like, oh, I got to figure it out. And then something will happen. Like, like even with this episode, it just happened to, to be uh, an ending that I don't particularly like for several reasons, which we'll get into. But sure. it's nothing nothing against the story, but something will will happen and it'll just say, okay, I don't have this story picked. I have no idea what, what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, even the guy who, I call him Carcetti from The Wire, but the, the guy that basically run that runs that brothel and is in love with Ned Stark's wife and basically said, I told you not to trust me. Like, that that guy, like, I thought maybe their plan was to get him up there to you know, in front of the people, and then he was going to have his army take Joffrey. And so I still was holding out hope <laughs> that yeah. they had a plan, but guess what? There was no plan. <laughs> yeah, and everyone kept t- t- tweeting me, oh, I can't believe what happened. I can't believe what happened. So when it got to that point, I figured, oh, he's going to die. And, and then not to mention Sean Bean was, was t- trending all day uh, yesterday and then, uh, uh, earlier today. So I kind of figured it out, but I was still mm-hmm. hoping that the big – the big uh thing that was happening would be the girl coming up and stabbing Joffrey. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. But, uh, well, he was also trending because I guess he, he was sticking up for a woman in a bar and got into a fight. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I retweeted a link. Cool. Uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash Heath Actor. But, yeah, so I guess with not only Game of Thrones going on, I guess he got into a – I don't know if it was a bar fight or he. I think he was – a woman was getting picked on and he stepped in or something. But, Sean yeah. Bean. You don't mess with Sean Bean. Yeah, and I think that was the first tweet I read when I clicked on his name. It said, don't mess with the Bean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, the, the the way they built this character about, I mean, he, he was all about honor. And the way he died, everything was pretty much stripped from him. He had to get up there and, and pretty much lie just to, just to live. And then they killed him anyway. He died with absolutely no honor. He died with mm-hmm. nothing that the character stood for, which for one that made me really upset because I really liked the character and I liked the actor, yeah. and like um, the dude. I mean, every poster you see of Game of Thrones has him on there. He's billed as the the main character, and I don't think they gave him nearly enough sh- time to shine. And I understand for everyone gets in the chat, it's based on books. I understand that. Uh, but I, I mean, it's not unheard of for a TV show that's based on books to push a character death back, change it, or, or, or just not do it at all. Um, so I don't know if they're just really all about being true to the books or, or not. But I will say this: it was it was bold. But I don't agree with the way they advertised the show and, and the the way they and well, basically casting him as this lead character. I don't even know why he signed on for that, honestly. If he knew he was going to die. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's Lord of the Rings all over again. I just get killed in the first, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I don't know, maybe, 
I'm not sure. I'd like to. I would like to know what that means. But it had me fooled because again, he is top built. It's not like a guest star or nothing. He's the top built, so you're expecting. There's no way he can die. Now it's like great, 24. Like anyone can die at any moment. That 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 excites me because as as you know from from our lost days, back in the day. Um, back I in the day when I was I young, I'm not a kid anymore. Oh, sorry. Some days I didn't wish I was a kid again. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish. I was always happy when a, a main character would die, and even though it gave me some disappointment. I was always for it, but I just mm-hmm. I think that oh, it's just way too early for him to go because he, he has all these early. kids, and I love the dynamic that he had with. Even though he wasn't really around his daughters a lot when he was there, I loved the way he talked to them. I loved the, the dynamic. I loved the way that uh, he basically allowed for the younger girl to train because that's what she wanted to do, mm-hmm. and then uh, even her trainer got killed, and I liked him. <laughs> And uh, now what she's going to do, like, I'm, I'm definitely seeing that at least the youngest one, I don't know what the oldest one is going to do, but uh, the youngest girl, I, I'm definitely I don't seeing like. I don't do. like the older one. I don't like her. <laughs> she's just kind of a player. She's like the older one, that one that wants to marry Joffrey. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 she, yeah she's like Claire Littleton to me. <laughs> well, I, I just definitely don't. think she doesn't want to marry him now. I yeah. definitely think she's going to be against that. But now I mean, they even never, her... Oh, sorry, Don. Oh. Her having to to watch her dad, you know, her his head get cut off. And I, I like the way that, even though it was kind of cheesy, that out of all the people in the crowd, he spotted his his youngest daughter on the statue. But I yeah. liked the, that he had the incentive to tell the guy to go grab her, so she doesn't have to see this. Almost as if he knew that this dude, yeah. this Aaron Carter, Nick Carter-looking Justin Bieber freak, was gonna betray him and, and cut his head off. Yeah, he knew. He knew that was going to happen, which is amazing. Because I, man, I mean, can you, I love the the youngest girl, I, uh, yeah. the daughter. She's awesome. I, I, I'm a big fan. I, 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 I'm glad, I mean, the casting is starting to, like, because at first there's a lot of, it's kind of like with Band of Brothers, with The Wire, with a bunch of shows, even Rome, I guess, when it came on. You didn't know a lot of these actors. If you watch it years later, then you can be like, oh, I know that actor. I know that actor. I'm sure like 10 years from now, we'll know the whole cast. But like, yeah. it's tough when you don't know them because you're like, even the two sons, the one leading the army and then Snow, the bastard son. At first, I got confused who the yeah. heck they were. <laughs> he, like, he has like 80 sons and daughters. I'm like, Is everyone related? Is everyone his daughter or son? Like, that's what I was thinking at first. Yeah, and even Axel made a good point a couple of weeks ago on that one long, long, uh, like, lesbian makeout scene with the guy who double-crossed him. Like, you're so, like, distracted, but what his monologue is is totally sets up how he's going to betray him. But it's mm-hmm. all these deep, this deep dialogue that you're really – it's kind of like when you first start watching Deadwood, you really the show Deadwood. You really got to listen to the dialogue because a lot goes on, and it, if you're not used to really paying attention, if you're tweeting or doing stuff, you miss stuff. So that's why I have to. I can't do anything while I watch the show because I'm missing stuff and I'm watching it with my focus big time. You know, so there's a lot going on which I think will be worth a rewatch. And what's amazing, Donald, is. This is like the first show, I guess, since Lost, that we it seems like we're just really excited about. Yeah, like, I'm and excited. It, and it doesn't, and it's not flash forward 
the event forced. It just happens, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones, okay, let's check it out. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is awesome. So it's kind of, kind of cool to have a show like this because you could actually theorize a little bit about this show. There's stuff in there. It's not just like V or something where you just kind of, okay, uh, this person got killed, and, yeah, I think this is going to happen. This is, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of layers to this show. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Oh. Um, I don't even know how I – I think uh, it was a guy on Twitter who kept telling me, you got to watch Game of Thrones, you got to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was like, I'm not watching that crap. And then uh, he kept tweeting, so I was like, I'll watch the first episode. I'll watch it. And I fell in love with it. Like I, I'm As you know, he from being on the film list with me, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is my did – I, did I do it at the top, my one, two, and three movies of all time, or did I pull an Anna and make it just no you one? Know, I don't remember, Donald, because you were one of the early film lists. Not, I think, but, the third one ever done. But either, so. either way it goes, I mean, that's those are like my, those are still my favorite movies. And I watch them. I watch the extended editions. I try to watch them every year. They're coming Straight out on Blu-ray, Blu-ray soon. Yeah. Well, I think they're already out on Blu-ray. Are they not? Oh, did they come out today? Well, know. no. The, maybe the, the theatrical ones. ones came out. No, I think either the end of this month or in July, the extended editions. You know the ones with the leather-bound DVDs? Oh, yeah. yeah, but those are coming out on Blu-ray this summer. So I hope there's a I'm good casing for it. Oh, those casings were one of the best, weren't they? Because <laughs> like, uh, oh. if it's like the big plastic Blu-ray casing for the trilogy, I'm probably not going to. I'll probably just yeah. rent it. But <laughs> I love but, the DVD uh, Yeah. But, I mean, this show just has, you know, and again, like doing this on the film list, we're kind of doing it with, like, no notes, just kind of memory and what talk and stuff. It, you know, would be interesting. It just shows you how much, like, with Lost, how we just, we knew every character. We knew all these things. And it's, like, it, it, it's brand new. So we're trying to, it's not like it's season four and we rewatched it a hundred times and we're, this is all kind of new to us. So the characters, there's a lot of characters going on. And yeah, and with Lost, they would actually take it character by character so you had time to learn their names and everything. With sure. this, it's like you never know what you're going to get. You might get a, a more focused story on this particular character and then a little bit on them, or it might just be evenly balanced. So I, I'm still – I know which characters they are. I know which ones I like. I just, I'm just not really fresh on their names or anything. All right, so there you have it. Donald and Heath, for the first time, talking about Game of Thrones, baby. That's June 14th, 2011. And it would be less than a year later, on March 11th, 2012, that Matt premiered the first episode of Podcast Winterfell. So this has been Podcast Winterfell Origins. I will be back. I want to bring you DJ Tim Hines, Tracy and Mike's origins as well. Um, and that those origins are going to be from Podcast Winterfell itself. That's going to be a lot of fun to go back and listen to some of those old episodes as well. So thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been a blast. I do appreciate it. It's been such a fun season. And uh, it's just great to remember that, you know, we can all disagree on points of the show or the books or whatever but you know we're all here together just having fun talking about game of thrones peace
Call recording has been completed. Thank you for listening to Podcast Winterfell. Podcast Winterfell is a part of the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Become a patron. Go to Patreon slash DVR. Follow us on Twitter at WinterfellPod. Follow us on Facebook at Podcast Winterfell. And follow the DVR Podcast Network at DVR Podcast.